Hello, and welcome to the RMS PD Podcast, a daily show to encourage educators to think outside of the box by providing a new way to do professional development for Rollo Middle School teachers and beyond. I'm your host, Rob Houck, and let's get ready to learn. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the RMSPD podcast. Today we're going to be tackling one of the biggest myths in education. Today we're going to be talking about the myth of favoritism in education. And I say the myth of educa- or favoritism in education because I really don't believe that teachers intentionally favorite a student or give them special treatment. And we'll talk about the ones that do maybe get some special treatment or who maybe are a little more favorited a little bit later in the episode. But um, what I really want to talk about is that everybody has their own personal experiences. Everybody has gone through an education system and every town's a little bit different, but um, having traveled throughout the state and seen a bunch of different schools, really education is similar pretty much everywhere. The issues that we're facing in Rolla are similar in Pacific, Missouri. They're similar in Norburn, Missouri. They're similar in Springfield, Missouri. They're similar in West Plains, Missouri. You name it. Um, We can talk to people in Massachusetts, which I did during my honeymoon, and the issues are the same. So um, as far as that goes, I don't think it's something that's intentional there. And so I think my experiences will connect with you, and even though they may be a little bit different because I'm going to come at it from a coaching perspective for the most part, um, I think you're going to be able to kind of connect with them and resonate and be able to see what I'm talking about when I say the myth of favoritism. And so um, I want to start off with two folds. Um, First, I'm going to handle a lot of this as a coach because especially in the coaching world, you hear a lot about favoritism and playing time and how certain players are only playing because they're the coach's favorite. And so I'm going to handle it from that aspect. And then second, I'm going to talk about it from the classroom. I'm going to talk about it from teaching. Um, and I'm going to mix in some experiences from when I was a young teacher, um, when I was new, and then versus my last couple of years and how things change as far as that goes. So um, first, the myth of favoritism and education through the coaching world. And I think this applies whether you're a coach or a teacher. Um, but we hear a lot that we have favorites. And as a coach, when I would talk to other coaches that go to co- coaching clinics and things like that, we would absolutely agree that we do have favorites. Um, and I think that holds true in the classroom as well. You have favorite students. We all have someone that just does it for us, I guess she's so to speak. And for me, it's not um, a person. I couldn't name names necessarily, but I can name traits. I can tell you the kind of person that is going to be my favorite. They're going to work hard. They're going to do what they're supposed to. They're going to do things that they don't get asked to do. They're just going to do it. They're going to help others. They're going to lead by example. They're going to follow the correct path, so to speak. And that, that holds true whether I was a coach or whether I was a teacher. Um, you know, the, the people necessarily were not my favorites, but the traits that they had or the, the things that they did made them a favorite because they were fun to coach. They were fun to teach. And so the people who wanted to put in extra time, they asked me day after day to take the extra ground balls or for me to throw to them so that they could hit a little bit longer. Those kind of individuals were my favorites. They're fun to coach. They're fun to have in the classroom. They're just good overall um, people in general. They're good overall students. They're good overall athletes. And in turn, what ended up happening, I would say, 
oh, eight out of 10, nine out of 10 times, those also happen to be the ones who stood out as far as athletically for me. They're the ones who got playing time because they were the best. They put in extra time, therefore they got better. They worked harder, therefore they did a little bit more on the field. Um, you know, you always had a couple people who maybe had a little bit more talent um, or maybe they were just a really good kid, but they didn't have a lot of talent um, as far as athletically that goes. And and so that's why I wouldn't say 100% of the time those are the ones that are there. But it is something that when parents see it, however, they don't always see that. They think it's favoritism. They're, uh, you know, multiple times you're going to be accused if you're a coach of playing the favorite because somebody thinks their daughter's better or their son is better. When in reality, the other person, they're just putting in more time. They're putting in more effort. Um, you know, it, it goes back to when I was in school, they used to say, if you're not working in the summer, then you're going to get passed behind. And it really holds true. You don't have to play in the summer. You don't have to do things as far as athletics goes. But if you're not doing that, somebody else is going to do it, and they're going to get better. Um, and, you know, I have countless stories that I could go through on coaching and, and how that is kind of a true statement. But I want to transition that now into the teaching world. And as a young teacher, um, I was often accused of favoritism and, and doing things for favorite students. And, again, it wasn't that I did or didn't like certain students necessarily. It was the traits that they had. I like students who work hard. I like students who do what they're supposed to without being told what they're supposed to do. I like students who helped others. Um, you know, most of the time that often happened to be, again, students who were going to receive good grades. They were going to do um, certain things that they just earned special privileges, not by me, but by the school. And students who maybe didn't want to work as hard or students who didn't put forth that effort, they didn't always get that or understand that. And so um, as a young teacher, that was hard for me to get because I try not to show favoritism. You know, uh, my mentality all the way through, even now, is that I want every person to think they're my favorite. Um, as, a, as a principal now, I want every teacher to believe that they're my favorite. And, you know, sometimes I have to put in a little bit more work for that. And so I developed a mentality um, early on in my teaching career, I'd say year two or three, that I wanted to select a student who I knew was going to be a struggle. Um, I had heard things about them in the past. I knew them, knew the family, something along the lines that I knew it may be a difficult year with that student. And I wanted to give them some special attention. And so um, to that degree, I guess you could almost say that I did give a little favoritism. I gave favoritism to the one that I thought I was going to have the hardest time with because I wanted to be able to help them the most. And so um, as I went through and tried to develop everything, I was developing a system of rapport with that student. And I built intentional relationships with that student. And, um, you know, now with teachers, it's a little bit different because we don't have that same kind of mentality. But at the same approach, I am intentional because I spend more time with some teachers than others, just naturally because of coaching or because of other things. And so now I have to be intentional about spending time with the other teachers that maybe I don't have as much interest with. And I think that helps that favoritism um, kind of theory a little bit. And so hopefully you've seen some similar experiences like this. But um, the one thing that I have learned and kind of getting to why I say this is a myth is we do not have... 
favoritism in the schools as far as, oh, this is a student who gets good grades or they have good family and so therefore they're going to get the most. I've never met a teacher who does that. Now, do they favorite the student who may be struggling a little bit to help them out? Absolutely. And so for that, I say there is a myth of favoritism in education, not so much from the educators, but from the families as to how that's treated in our schools. So, all right. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a great day. Stay out of trouble and be safe.